In this week's episode, Jenny J. Nam discusses the differences and crossovers between performance, composition, and songwriting. Welcome to the Soundtrack.academy podcast, bringing you advice on soundtrack composition and production, as well as insights into the media music industry. Each week, I talk with a guest working in media music to discuss how they got started, their creative process, and other knowledge they've gained from their experiences. For links, show notes, and to see all of my previous guests, visit soundtrack.academy slash podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite platform. And if you enjoy the show, please also leave me a review. It not only helps me to convince these wonderful guests to join me, but also helps other people find the show too. I'm your host, Johnny Armandri, and this week I'm joined by Jenny J. Nam. Jenny is an award-winning composer, songwriter, and pianist. We're going to talk about how different her thought process is while she's improvising on jazz piano compared to when she's composing for film. Her composition process isn't as simple as just drawing from a background and improvising and instantly composing to picture. In fact, it's the opposite, as you'll hear. One of the really fascinating areas that we explore in this episode is how different the Korean music industry is from the American and UK industries. And, of course, Jenny shares some excellent advice on composing for film. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Can we start with your background, what you do? My name is Jenny Nam, and then my Korean name is Ji Young Nam. Actually, I am born and raised in Korea, and then um, now I'm living in LA since 2013. So um, back in those days, I started playing piano at the age of four. And then um, I've been keep playing and then, you know, went to university to get my degree for jazz piano major in Korea. And then second degree was um, art management for music business. It was bachelor degree in Korea. And then since 2013, I wanted to learn more, enhance more my musical ability. That's why I chose to my school, Caltech LA. In LA. <laughs> so yeah, that was my final degree for commercial music and arranging and composition for film, TV, drama, pop music. I've been producing music and playing music. It's been over 14 to 15 years as a professional. And then, um, yeah, I've been finding more opportunities in, in Hollywood and then I've been meeting new great, great people in LA. Yeah, things like that. My musical journey is, keeps going on. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you moved to LA to study? Um, main purpose, yes. And then absolutely I wanted to meet new broad people in the world, you know, LA, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. And you do a lot of, um, of songwriting as well as other forms of composition too. Is that right? Yes. I do songwriting. I do composing. I do playing. And what is it that drew you to um, film music composition? It's different than just writing song, writing songs, and it's very different than um, writing my own composition because it has to interpret, um, you know, scenes, what actor actresses think in the you know moment, things like that. Yeah, it's sometimes challengeable, but it's really really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, and your your studies music wise, you said you did. Um, uh, jazz piano was your, your first degree and then artist management. And what was it that you studied in LA? Sorry. 
Uh, commercial music. Commercial music. Music for film and TV and pop. Yeah. Okay. And composition major. Yeah. And what did you find the main differences were between studying, uh, obviously, performance and studying composition? Was there much from your performance that that fed into your composition, or did you feel like you were learning everything from from the bottom? Oh, that is a really great question. Um, <laughs> I've been raised as a performer. It's been over twenty years, so I'm pretty much a pianist. So I can play anything, all kind of genres. But um, as a composer, you have to think first. <laughs> <laughs> you literally need to sit down in front of the piano or computer, then you need to think first, okay, first major, what should I put? C chord, D chord, or F? And how, how many, how? Literally, how could I end? How am I supposed to, you know, um, playing this one? And then how am I supposed to, you know, put how many instruments, things like that. So, um, but um, as a performer, you you are more of, um, doing improvisation, and then you are more of um, doing um, interpretation from the composer's, you know, perspective. It's quite different progress. Yeah. As a composer, I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm very, you know, um, (laughs) obsessive with everything, you know, C, D, F, G, chords to all kinds of instrumental, you know, things. Yeah, everything is very different, but thorough and yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting that you say you're quite obsessive as a com- as a composer because yeah, as a jazz jazz pianist in particular, obviously improvisation yeah. is often seen as instant composition, yeah. so perhaps quite throwaway. So you you think that you'd be able yeah. to throw things out quite quickly? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But um, improvisation is totally like um, what I feel like. You know, okay, what I feel like right now. Um, right now I'm I'm playing um for example Blues for Alice in the in the morning. Morning feel, I have a different mood, and then in the night I'm going to play the same song, Blues for Alice again at the bar. Then oh, this place is very quiet and then people are very chill. Okay. I play a little bit, you know, smoothly, you know, comfort there, feeling, things like that. It's very variable. But composition yeah. is very strict. You have to think a certain way. <laughs> That's really interesting. So do you find you have to kind of turn off your your performer side when you sit down to compose? You have to kind of sw- zone out from that? Yeah, correct. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's helpful because um, I'm coming from pianist background, so it's quite helpful to interpret and then to you know pick up certain chord progressions, things like that. It's absolutely helpful, though. But in order to finalize everything, then absolutely you have to think over and over and over and over and over again, like a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was hoping to talk a little bit more about your your process um, a little bit later on as well. Yeah. But for now, what was your first film or media project that you worked on? It's considered as commercial film, you know, commercials. So uh, when I was 23, when I was in Korea, I composed and arranged for Samsung 
and several uh, several other commercial um, commercial films for their um, you know advertisement. That was a very very first experiments. And how did you come across those projects? How did you um, find them? I got asked from one of my co-composer friend. He was um, struggling. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't want to say struggling though. Well, he was <laughs> sort of you know struggling to you know um, get some idea for sketches sketch scenes. You know, um, Korean music industry and Hollywood music industry is very different process. Process-wise, very different. And then it was like uh, 10 years ago, okay? <laughs> he got that project. But the thing is, deadline is coming up very, very soon. And then he doesn't know what to do. And oh my goodness, I need a help. So he called me. And then he asked me, um, Jenny, could you uh, just, you know, play a little bit here and there, you know? And then could you send it to me? Then the company picked my idea. <laughs> uh. Literally, the company picked my idea instead of his idea. So afterwards, literally, I got connected to the company. Then, you know, I worked on several arrangements and then several, you know, composition or wise. Yeah. And then it came out later, maybe three to four months later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. And so that was when you were still in, in Korea before you moved over to yeah. L.A.? Mm-hmm. So at the time, obviously, you were you'd, you'd only studied piano and um, uh, artist management. So, what what was your thought process when you were asked to suddenly be creating film music for the first time? Um, to be honest, I didn't think so much. Um, oh, I'm gonna become com- film composer. Oh, I'm gonna be- become media composer like that. It just naturally, you know, came to me. <laughs> And then the more I work for media industry, then the more I into, you know, writing music for scenes, you know, especially I love animations and then I love, you know, the interpretation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very colorful when you're going to see film or animations, lots of, you know, visual medias, it's totally like a palette colorful palette so i want to interpret my thoughts into my music that's my yeah biggest (laughs) obsession (laughs) sure and you mentioned very briefly there's there's some big differences between the the la media music industry and the and the korean um music media music industry Mm -hmm. what kind of differences are there what are the main Um, differences i mean it's it's very different. And then, um, first of all, there is no such thing like music library company in Korea. There are certain com- certain similar companies in Korea, but very different. So um, still, people want to hire um, individual companies. And then the company just to take care of the um, composers and arrangers. And then they just get paid monthly pay. Like when you're going to go to work for bank teller as a bank teller or, you know, something like that, waitress, then you're going to get paid monthly, right? Yeah. That kind of system Korea has. Okay. So composers, they don't get paid for royalty. No, nothing. <laughs> just to uh-huh. pay 
yeah, paid like a waitress or paid like a bank teller kind of thing. Yeah, so they're like yeah. in-house composers, but there's no royal, no back end on that. No, nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why lots of people are very, very, you know, <laughs> in hardship, you know, life, you know, and yeah. people try to fix that. The thing is that com- that country is very conservative, and then music business lies pretty different than Hollywood. So no one wants to fix it. The authorities, they don't like challenging people. <laughs> okay. some, new, yeah, some new composers, some new songwriters, they made an alliance and then they try to challenge to the, you know, those conservative old people to change, make it change. But it's been just a fighting over around a decade, but nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when an industry is built in a certain way, there's so much work to do to change it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It's very awful, to be honest. So lots of people, my co-composers, my co-songwriters, lyricists in Korea, they are still struggling. And then they're like, girl, could you save me? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that kind of system. Yeah, no royalty. Literally no royalty for composers. Yeah, it's uh, awful. Shocking, yeah. I mean, on the, when, you, when you started that sentence and you said they have in-house composers and, and salaried composers, that sounds like the dream for a lot of composers. But then when you finish with, but there's no royalties, mm-hmm. okay, because that's where, that's where so many composers make their living from. Yes. Okay, let's, you said you don't want to talk about... There was uncomfortable yeah, <laughs> Let's move move swiftly on. <laughs> so uh, what's your approach to go about finding new projects now? How do you find find things to work on? Yeah, LA in LA. Literally, you need to go out and then meet new people, keep networking. I guess that's the best option, I guess. Every time I go out and then every time I meet new people and then there is always good people I can meet. Oh, it's all about connections, especially in LA. You never know your next door is, uh, you know, designer or your next door lady or next door guy is a sound designer or mixing engineer or film producer, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep myself busy to go out and then meet new people and then try to talk, even though I'm very shy and then I'm very, very, you know, afraid of, you know, talking <laughs> to the strangers. <laughs> but well, and then English is not my um, pr- primary language. Sometimes it makes me like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know what to say like that. <laughs> yeah. But I have to be encouraged and then need to go out and then talk. That's the priority. Yeah, that's priority to make yeah. new people and then get new projects. Yes. <laughs> Must take some real, yeah, some real, real courage if you're not only, like you say, a, a shy person, but also speaking a second language. Oh. That takes some real courage. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's no joke. Really, in 2013, when I got here, I literally didn't know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember some mean people, their face was totally awful because I didn't understand what they say, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's sad to think there's, there's people who are so impatient like that. Johnny here, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. 
If you want to learn the ins and outs of soundtrack composition, including the skills and equipment you'll need, as well as the entire process of creating music for the moving image, you can download my free ebook, The Media Scoring Guide, by visiting soundtrack.academy ebook. It's a 40-page, 10,000-word book outlining everything you need to know to get started. Visit soundtrack.academy ebook to get your copy for free today. Now let's get back to our guest. So what kind of places are you are you going to to meet new people? Are you just literally out on the street when you're getting coffee or are you targeting events or certain places? Um, good question. So I joined SCL. Have you ever heard about that? SCL? Yes. Yes. Um, very first time I joined SCL and then they have really, really great all kinds of workshops, all kinds of screening events, and all kinds of you know, um, meetup or networking events. So I've been going to those kinds of uh, events. And then these days I joined the PMA. Okay. <laughs> so if you have a chance, then you should, you know, check and then join them. They, they <laughs> are great people. So I joined those, uh, those kind of alliance. And then they always um, throw very good events all the time. So yeah, particularly media composer-wise, um, I should go out their events and then sometimes film, you know, do you know AFI or yeah. New York Film Academy? Yes. They also um, do several events. Yeah, sometimes I go and then I can meet new you know, film directors, film producers, things like that. Yeah. And then we when we get connected, then we you know we can hang out at the, you know, coffee shop or in you know, a bar, things like that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've met with a director and you have a new project. What's the first thing you do when you sit down with a new project to work on? Mm, yeah, good question. So I try to understand why the film director, why the producer make this kind of film why i wanted to think in their perspective first then i don't want to misinterpret any kind of you know seconds that's my first approaching then later and then i will create my thoughts and then into some music and then i want to show that yeah it's all about communication with um, film guys and myself and how long do you spend thinking about the project and and uh, absorbing it before you actually start writing any music it depends it depends um when i got some documentary kind of style film it was quite quite you know um challenging to think why <laughs> like that but um Literally, I guess it depends on film's you know, duration. Like five minutes, short film, it's okay. But like 10 minutes or 30 minutes, like a middle size, you know, then you need to see over and over again from top to the end. So it quite takes some time, but not too much. Sometimes um, like documentary films, it depends how um the author wants to tell story tell to the audience so i think i spend uh, maybe a week to interpret their think 
their thoughts, their emotions. Yeah, something like that. Right. It's a whole week just before you even write any music, just mm-hmm. trying to get into the zone of the film. Yeah. Literally, I don't, I don't play anything. I don't, you know, scratch making any beats on the logic. I don't do anything. Just watch the film in raw. I find that really fascinating because I do. I would just assume that because you're a, a jazz pianist originally, mm-hmm. that you would just leap straight in and, and want to be trying things out and, and creating. Mm-hmm when you actually do come to creating the music side of things after you've done your thinking, mm-hmm. do you already have in mind the types of chords you're going to be using and any melodic ideas or, or have you just been thinking about emotion? And then when you sit down, is that when you start coming up with themes and melodies, chords, things like that? Good question. Yeah. I do prefer have a certain theme, melody first, like you said. Then, like uh, the there's gonna be main actor or main actresses, right? Mm-hmm. And then I do follow their emotions with my melody. That's my biggest, you know, concern to create the main theme for the whole project. And then afterwards, okay, may theme two for this actress, theme three for this, you know, old guy, and then orchestrate them into. Um, you know, certain background, foreground music or background music, things like that. And do you start writing with the picture or do you create your themes away from the the image? It's a little bit of everything. Um, yes. Sometimes I do create melody with the pictures. And sometimes I just, you know, don't watch the film, try not to watch. And then think about the main actor or main character's emotions or thoughts, and then write, and then, you know, put together. And you mentioned there um, that, that you decide whether the music's foreground music or background music. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh, foreground and background is a very, you know, musical term, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, foreground and mid-ground and background. Literally, th- those three escapes in the cinematic music and orchestration music in general. So hmm, background music means literally there is background, no certain themes, no certain um, counter melodies inside. And the foreground, sometimes you can add some, you know, those kind of elements to um, make them upfront, the scene, things like that. Mid-ground should have um, some certain good elements. At the same time, it's not to be visible, things like that. And then it depends. Like um, people are talking and then that the dialogue is very serious, then you don't have to put the whole theme into the music, right? Mm-hmm. So in that case, you can use some background elements, background music, you know, without the main theme or without certain you know, visible elements, things like that. And then there is no dialogue. There is no dialogue about like a fighting or scenery, beautiful scenery, each other. Then you can put foreground with certain elements. Great. You're the first person to talk about foreground, midground, and background music on the show. So that's really, really (laughs) helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, When I went to CSULA, Castet LA, 
And then my committee professor was really, really strict. So he always mentioned foreground, midground, background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I love those traditional approaching. It works all the time, no matter what. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still a biggest follower for my committee professor. <laughs> I totally agree with the traditional composition method for cinematic music. Yes. <laughs> Great. And of course, foreground music is the music everyone remembers, but background music is the music that gives a film its emotion. Yes, correct. So how much when how much does your process between songwriting and film composition differ? Songwriting wise, you have to have your own good songwriting team. You know what I mean? Melody and lyrics, they are the whole body. Sometimes like A verse verse A. I think this one, this one, this one, this lyrics might be better. And then the second co-writer chime in and then, oh, what about this and this? And then I'm making lyrics and making flawless melody. It's all about sharing the whole idea between the strong team. Mm -hmm. And then visual media, like film composition or commercial composition, you can create by, you can create your imagination world into your music by yourself. Literally, you can use logic or you can use Cubase or Protoss, right? And then with some, you know, scoring, it's various. Songwriting, it's all about pulling out your thoughts, pulling out how the story tell to the audience with beautiful lyrics. That's the very difference. That's really interesting. And yeah. you mentioned that you do most of your composing on logic. Yep. What other equipment are you using as well? What sample libraries and, or do you use any outboard gear? Uh, good question. Let me see what I have. I'm <laughs> in my logic because I don't remember well. <laughs> East to West. Okay. East to West and Spitfire. Yeah. Omnimosphere, Waves, and New A. Lots of, um, lots of, lots of their plugins. Yeah. Correct. So are the... Is there anything that you particularly enjoy about film composing? What's the, what's the, the most favorite part of what you do? Um, I can sketch whatever I want into my music. That freedom. Strict freedom, it's kind of sound odd, I know. <laughs> Free freedom, but I do enjoy. Interesting. So the, the fact that you're, you're so, so kind of the fact that you're not working with a team, that you have the freedom to have your voice in there. Correct. <laughs> even even though you're working on a, a project that already kind of dictates what mm -hmm. emotions and feelings should be there. Yeah. But even that square, you know, environment, you can create your own thing. And then yeah. you communicate with those people and then they really love your music. It feels really great. You know, I feel like, oh my God, they really like my music. Oh, it feels so awesome. You know? <laughs> And what about things that you enjoy less about film composition? Is there anything you don't enjoy? Oh, deadline. Deadline. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's interesting because yes. <laughs> in your in your songwriting, have you ever, I mean, have you had many sort of really strict deadlines with your songwriting before? Mm, not particularly. Sure. Because I'm 
writing is pretty much personal thing for me and then personal yeah. thing for my co-songwriters. Uh, co co yeah. So, strict-wise, media composition is very strict. <laughs> but uh, songwriting-wise, yeah, it's they have more freedom. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> and how have you found the pressures of working with a deadline? Has it forced you to be more creative or do you... Do you panic and, and feel like you can't get creative enough? I normally don't have panicking, but when, you know, when the deadline is coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, then, you know, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Unconsciously, I'm cleaning my whole place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you told me to laugh. Unconsciously, I'm cleaning my every single, you know, what, um, kitchen stuff and every single one. <laughs> And then you have a tidy house. You start tidying up all the files on your computer as well. I know that. <laughs> because, my goodness, what am I doing? But I can't stop. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we're coming to the end of time now. So what would be your one piece of advice for someone getting started in film music composition? Yeah, um, don't be flaky. Try to have a discipline in their life. Mm -hmm. Discipline is very, very, very first priority and then um, try to listen to some advice from the other people or the public things like that you know you don't have to be really you know um obeyed person but discipline and then try to have some open mind to understand what they want mm -hmm. you know communication is the key all the time some people are not good at communicating with other people. Might be hard. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much once again for being on the show, Jenny. We've learned loads yeah. from that. Thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate your patience. You know, sometimes <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, what am I talking in English? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find that at all. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> great. Thanks again. Thank you Take so care. much. I hope that you learned plenty from that episode. Don't forget to grab your free copy of my ebook, The Media Scoring Guide, by visiting soundtrack.academy ebook. In the book, I take you through all of the skills and equipment you'll need to be a media composer, as well as explaining the entire process of scoring a media music project. Once again, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite platform, and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening, and wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a creative day.